Welcome, everybody, to the Unassisted Slapshot Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Russell. Alongside me, we got a great one today. We got Devin Leach, Joseph Bartman, and Nicholas Rose. We got all three of our analysts here today. Uh, so I'm very excited for this big show. Going to review the Stanley Cup Finals and uh, the lack thereof of the effort. And then we're also going to bring up, uh, <laughs> sorry, we're going to bring up uh, the award finalists and, and uh, the awards going out this week. And we've got a few other things we're going to touch up on. But how are you guys doing today, guys? Great. I have to ask Nick, how, how was the surgery, buddy? How was the surgery? <laughs> Which one? I, oh, Biggie, Biggie said you, you had a surgery. I just, I just want to make sure you're okay. Oh, he's finally yeah. back after missing for two I, episodes. That surgery is really good. Um, th- uh, can you thank your sister for the recovery? It really helped. Anyway, <laughs> 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 so everybody already knows, Lightning are up three nothing in the series. It hasn't even been really close at all, except for I think game two was a little bit close. Nothing really to be scared of. Um, yeah, honestly. I'm not sure how it's going to end. I'm pretty sure it's going to end quickly, but we'll start with you, Devin. What do you think about the series so far? Uh, yeah, uh, light, Lightning just they, – they, they got more talent, and it, it shows. Um, and then the defense for Montreal is making mistakes, and Tampa's capitalizing on it. I mean, they have the killer instinct. They've been there before. They know what to do. And if you make a mistake, they're going to kill you. Um, and I do want to talk about – how Superman wears a Blake Coleman jersey. Just want to say that. And uh, on, on to you, Nick. Oh, well, do you want the sober version of my outlooks or the drunk version of my outlooks? Because both have been great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the um, both. <laughs> um, it's just, it's a fun team to watch. I think, you know, back in the day, you could go to Lightning Games and, you know, sold out arenas and it would be 50 50. And now you look at the first. Game one and two, and it's all Bulks fans. Um, definitely become a team that America likes to watch. I think you know a lot of people that are outside of Tampa are starting to be like, this team's fun to watch, even though you get to people that say they're 18 million over the cap, blah blah blah. Um, but this the way this team's put together, the way the team's coached is you can see why they are going more than likely to win back to back ups. Joseph, what are you taking away so far from the series? Oh uh, man. Besides game two, it's been total domination by the Lightning. I thought Montreal put their best effort in game two, and they just came up short. I think that really demoralized them. I When I saw how the Lightning took it to them in games one and three, it just it's basically a precursor to how the series is going to be. I mean, I, don't, I, I originally said it was going to end in five. I think the Lightning closed it out on Monday night. Yeah. I don't even think Montreal has it. I think they're so demoralized. I thought they would get a boost from their fans and their coach coming back in game three. And the way they played, it was just disappointing. It had to be disappointing to the fans because watching it, I was disappointed in how they played in game three. So I don't think it even goes back to Tampa. I think Monday it's a wrap. I, yeah, let me say one more thing, Biggie, <clears throat> is that when you when you allow four goals a game in the Stanley Cup final, you're not going to win the Cup. And that they let up 13 goals in three games. And that's Montreal. So that's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's definitely. Carey Price did not come to play in the Stanley Cup finals. That's for sure. Um, all right. Well, I mean, Nick, we'll start with you. I mean, honestly, when it comes to Carey Price, do you think this was more of just the lightning just sticking it to him as much as possible? Or do you think he kind of crumbled a little bit? 
I think you just take a look at the Lightning and you, you don't know who to guard. Uh, you try to guard the point line, then you got to worry about the Coleman line. If you worry about the Coleman line, the Johnson line is producing. It's not the Johnson line. It's um, it, it, They're getting scoring from the defense. And you look at the defense, they, they kicked off the scoring in almost every game so far. Um, just the way Tampa's being coached and the way they're structured, it's just it's very hard for any team to beat. And I think they've shown that the last two years. Yeah, yeah, Joe. I mean, you uh, you said it best. Actually, I think you were the one who said that uh, they haven't really played a true center, and they've got tons of centers on this Tampa line. Like, who's who's most to blame when it comes to Montreal? Because I mean, Carey Price. I know some people said the defense, but Price was standing on his head in those other series. Like he was holding that team high. Who's to blame in this? Um, in, honestly, I think the defense kind of let them down. I mean, there's been some shots that Carey has let in that were pretty weak, but for the most part, a lot of defensive breakdowns, I'm very disappointed what I've seen from Montreal's defense. I thought they were going to play better, but I understand the Lightning are a juggernaut offensively, but to me, it feels like Montreal's defense hasn't come to play in this series, and and if they had any type of shot to win the series, they needed their defense to to step up. Like, the goal that, uh, that, that was shot off the back of Price, that was a terrible defensive play. Yeah, well, yeah, the defenseman put it back in, and right, but Palat got it, right? The Palat goal. Yeah, like in yeah. in game three. Yeah, Price gave up six or five of the was it five goals, one in the five goals, and then the empty netter. Yeah, so <clears throat> look at that. Like, so a lot of those goals. I mean, what's Price supposed to do? I mean, we're talking about the Superman play. What the hell is Price supposed to do? What is he supposed to do? Is he, that is was he, a that was a bad turnover by Montreal that led that that. that, that that's exactly what is killing them. Bad defense, and they're not stopping. They're not having tur- they're having too many turnovers. Yeah, and two, you know, the light two, the light is gonna put it in on their mistakes. That's just how they are. That they capitalize on mistakes. That's the big thing that has changed for Lightning over the last two years is capitalizing on mistakes. We used to be the team that would turn the puck over a lot with not Chris passing, and now it's mm-hmm. Montreal that's doing the same thing. And we brought it up when we were talking about the Islanders series, the goal in Game 7. It's kind of the same stuff that's happening in this Montreal series. Um, bad changes, or if a lightning guy comes off comes off for a change, another guy comes on, they don't cover the man, he's wide open. You know, you're seeing that a lot in this series. Alright, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Devin, what do you, I mean, what do you think when it comes to the defense? Do you do you think the defense just like fell apart in the finals? Like, have they been playing like that all season, all playoffs? No, I think I, mean, what's I think this defense is this a normal thing? Or? No, I mean, all all postseason, right? You can go back and watch them. Is that de- that defense, or they just hit right and they they try to wear you down, right? And they tried doing that game one, and they didn't realize that Tampa's like, okay, we're gonna play this game. We're gonna hit you right back, and then that's why you saw in game two they didn't hit the hits dropped dramatically, which that technically happens, but their, their defense is letting them down. There's the, the turnovers are just ridiculous. I mean, just I know both of you guys touched on it, and there's just the, the turnovers alone. But Carey, yeah, Carey Price has let up a lot of a couple soft goals, especially in this last game, game three. But I, I don't think that I don't think there's one person to blame here, and I. And it sucks that everyone's going to see six goals were let up 
but it's I don't I don't I don't put it all on Carey Price. Okay. All right. Well, let me ask this. This is a this is a big question then because you know Montreal. We we knew coming into this series they weren't like a big time scoring team. They were based off of defense and, and goaltending, to my knowledge, and what I was known for. Do you think? Remember two years ago when the Lightning lost to Columbus? Do you think this would have been the same thing? Like, is this a similar team to what what Columbus was when they lost two years ago? No. Great answer. I, 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 <laughs> I, actually, I, 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 do, I actually do see it as that. Um, they're because if it was just Tampa from two years ago, they would hit Tampa and Tampa would fold. Yeah, well, yeah, we were yeah. a lot, lot softer back then, but not just that. I also think uh, Columbus had better coaching. True. We played them two years ago, and I just don't think Montreal's coach is as good as Tortorella was. Yeah, and they made adjustments throughout that series. Whenever we started to make momentum, they would adjust, and then they would capitalize on that adjustment. Montreal yeah. had not adjusted at all. Nor have they been in the lead. At least you guys were in the lead when you played against Columbus in the first game. But, but yeah, definitely a definitely a big series there. Um, as far as what's upcoming, I mean, we've got Game Four on what Monday. Monday at eight o'clock. Yeah, is all right. Well, uh, Joe, we'll start with you. Is, is this a clean sweep? Yeah, I think you said it's probably going to be, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a clean sweep. I, like I said before the series, I thought it was going to be five games, but I just don't think Montreal has much left to give after what I've watched these first three games. Like I said, they were demoralized in game three. In game two, they gave it the best effort, and they still lost. So I just think it's going to be a wrap in this next game. And if it doesn't end in the next game, God knows when game five is going to be because there's already talk about changing the date because of the the weather that's coming here. Oh. What about uh, – all right, so, Devin, we'll go to you. What do you think? you think it's going to be the sweep or you think they might pull it off? I originally, you thought game four was going to be the one Montreal pulled off. So I've been back, do you think they're going to win it? I've been back and forth. I, I feel – I feel like the first 10 minutes are going to be very telling of this game. That, and I know that's not that great of analysis for you guys. Sorry, but, <laughs> um, but if, if they can, if they can, if Montreal can limit Tampa from not scoring in the first 10 minutes, there could be a chance they can win that game. But I think I honestly, I think, I think they're going to sweep, man. <laughs> I just don't see, I just don't see how Montreal, I mean, they just, and not look good outside of maybe a second period. <laughs> um, it is just, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be a sweep. This, Lord Stanley's in the, the house. We, this is the eight seed we expected, right? Like this is this is the uh, this is the team we thought we thought was going to come through. This is the team that we saw in Toronto the first four games of the series when they played Toronto. This is this is what that team is. <laughs> so. Yeah. There. All right. What about you? What about you, Nick? You think uh, you think they pull it out? You think uh, Lightning sweep it up, or do the Montreal send it back to Tampa? I, I think it comes back to Tampa. Uh, you're going to play a team that has their back against the wall. Um, it's very hard to sweep in the National Hockey League or any major series that is we call sports. Um, it, it's just tough, and that's to win a championship. I, I think we were talking about it before the show. Uh, there's been sweeps, but it's been years. Um, 
since we've seen a sweep in a stand, um, you're gonna you're gonna get a hungry team. You're gonna get a desperate Canadians team that has nothing to lose now. Um, and, you know, I I think just to prove to their fans as well, I think they they walk away with a win. Okay, well, you're the only one to pick Montreal, so I'll ask you this question then: what What do they have to do specifically to win this next game? What is the biggest thing they have to work on? I mean, we obviously know defense has been a lackluster part, but is there anybody in specific you think needs to be needs to be better or anything specific maybe they should change? I think they need full effort from all the lines. They're they're getting bits and pieces and they're not it doesn't look like, you know, they get down. When they're down, they they feel lost, it looks like. Um they have to just keep their composure and, and, and put pucks on Vassy. Uh their best chances have probably been rebounds on Vassy. Um and then these weird angle shots that Vassy keeps letting in. So just keep Putting pucks on that, and you know, good things happen. I know game two, I think they they outshot the forties, but um, I thought I think Joe said it too. That's been their best game. They keep that up. You can't rely on Vassy to make stops every time. Even though I think Vassy's the best goaltender in the world, um, and I, they just got to play a little bit more better defense. Like they sometimes I watch and I'm like, they're just letting Tampa glide to the zone, offensive zone too easily. Um, they got to do a little bit better job forechecking and checking in general, and. Price needs to make the stops that he usually does. I'll say this. Yeah. I'll say this. Uh, if I, Montreal gets an extra day, every well, Tampa does too, but everyone gets an extra day. If I was Montreal's coaching staff, I would turn on the tape from when Tampa was playing New York Islanders and try to mimic what they were doing to stop Tampa to go through going to the neutral zone. They they don't have that type of team. They they don't have that type of team, but. It, it, you you that, would you would think so? They, like they, that, that, they the have the defensemen. The, Islanders, the way the Islanders play is a unique, very unique team. And that's why they I made it back to the Eastern Conference Finals. The way they play defense, no team really can match that, the way the Islanders play, because they don't rely on their offense at all. They I'm rely not, on structure, and they rely on just that same grind they do every day. You can't just take a fast-moving Montreal Canadiens team and transfer it into what the Islanders have. You can I'm look not, at the tape. See, and try I'm not to trying that, to say for them no... to transfer the whole game. I'm saying try to mimic what they do in the neutral zone and stopping them. You that know. that's all I'm saying is I'm not. There's no way you can mimic their game. Like you said, they don't have probably yeah, arguably but, one of the best but, coaches in the league. So, but the neutral zone reflects your offense and defensive zone. So if you change the neutral zone, you're changing your whole game. Well, Devin, let me ask you this, uh, just just off of Nick's point where he said like they were they've just acted they haven't given full effort they've been kind of de- deflated a little bit they haven't really uh, they've been frustrated and it, it be not giving your full effort and and kind of being out of it at this point isn't that kind of like a leadership issue or yeah you, you always I mean, look at I would look at the captain every time I mean when Tampa was losing in the playoffs after having great seasons and being. Division champs and stuff like that. They always, they always are quick to point out Steven Samkos. So I mean, this goes back to the captain. Uh, are they, is he? What is, you know? <clears throat> the talent level is not there though, and that that's the problem is that they're just getting out hustled. Tam- Tampa's been there. They know what to do. They've lost there. So this Habs team is such a young team, uh, and people I think are taking overlooked that because they have made it to the finals. This team was not built to win this year. This team reminds me of us, the Bolts, in 2015. This team 
is got a bunch of young stars that are going to grow up and that they need to build around. Well, all right, hold on. So let's get Joseph's perspective in here. Joseph, he just said they're a young team. Um, me, personally, first off, I want to ask a leadership issue. Is that more the captain or is that the head coach? And on top of that, if they're such a young team and maybe they're not as you know experienced, is that even more excuse for them not to be getting out hustled and, and not being giving full effort? Um, I'm just thinking that, yeah, I, I probably agree with you. I think they're getting outworked in this series a little bit. Now, I don't think the leadership is really a big issue with this team because they do have some veteran players on this team. Like, Shea Weber's, Weber's a great captain. I think Corey Perry's a savvy vet to have on that team. You know, I think they have the veteran presence. I just think, like they're saying, it's a very young team in certain aspects. And, and, Honestly, they're just not offensively gifted enough to hang with the Lightning right now. I mean, this team in a normal season wouldn't have even made the playoffs. We got to look at it like that, too. This is a special season for them. They got hot at the right time, but in a normal season, they would have been what? Uh, The 10th seed in the East? They wouldn't even made it. So we got to give them a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of credit here for even making it this far. But at the end of the day, they're just not there, and they're not ready yet to take that next step. I mean, they should have been out in the first round. I mean, Toronto straight up choked. So they're playing with house money. I think their money has run out. Okay. Nick, uh, we'll go back to you real quick. So he just said, you know, Montreal shouldn't even have been in the playoffs, but they, they made it all the way to the cup finals. What were they doing different against Vegas and Winnipeg and even the ending of Toronto? that they're not doing now? Like, what? what is the big factor? What was different then that caused them to even get here? But you're looking at a Tampa team that is nearly impossible to stop. If you get this team on a power play, which they've done pretty good at living in Tampa's power play opportunities and their power play team. Um, and Tampa's just a tough team. They're one of the best teams in the league, and they're the best team in the league for the reason, and you see it on national television. Now, um, it, it's not what Montreal isn't doing it doing tampa creates headaches for other teams they have four lines that bug the whole time that annoy you they play a really good game and they know how to score um you take a look at tampa and a majority of this core has played what between this season 50 playoffs uh compared to where montreal but you know a lot of these guys are playing playoffs their first time or they just got a taste of what it was in the bubble and the bubble has nothing to do with you know, what an actual playoff atmosphere is. Um, and another thing that is overlooked, um, definitely from, I think, a Floridian standpoint, is how hard the press is on Canadian hockey. I mean, they press eats them alive up there. And that's a lot of stress. And I, I know that from Toronto fans. I know that from Montreal fans. Um, and just the players. I mean, they get eaten alive when they don't perform well. So this, uh, I definitely think that might take a little bit of a toll into it. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just the lack of playoff experience, I think, is, with this Montreal team. I, I definitely see them in the next couple of years being a, a serious contender. Okay. All right. Good insight, guys. Well, I like you said, most of, most of you said it's probably going to end on Monday, but yeah, I, I kind of personally hope it goes back to Tampa, just so at least their families can be there. That, that was a big controversy recently when the Tampa families won't be able to go. But, um, yeah, hopefully they can at least make something of a series and make make it at least interesting by winning one game. We'll see. It's going to be interesting on Monday night at 8 o'clock. But 
Um, all right, next thing we'll talk about real quick. I know we mentioned it in the first episode about the uh, the awards and who we thought was going to win. We'll just touch on it real quick. Obviously, we both thought McDavid was going to pull out the Hart Trophy. We, you, you both were right on that. No question to ask. Uh, the Vezina, I mean, Flurry winning it. It was it was definitely uh, you definitely heard a lot of controversy around it. But then again, you know, some people said after after watching a season, it was kind of worth it. Joe, we'll start with you. What do you what do you think? You think it was well deserved? Um, at first, I definitely didn't. I thought Vasilevsky should have won it. But then, you know, I stepped back and took off my lightning glasses. And Vasilevsky had a great season, but he slowed down at the end of the regular season, which, you know, opened the door for Flurry to win it. And, you know, the league in the right, you know, it, it's the GMs that vote for this. And I'm not upset when Flurry won it. What I'm pissed off is four damn GMs didn't vote for Vasilevsky. Like, what the hell are you watching? What are you watching this season? I don't know. Four people not even vote for this guy to win the veteran. I, I mean, I, I don't know if they're not watching the things I'm watching, but how would you not even vote for the guy? I just think that's crazy. And, you know, Flurry's a great story. It's great for the that he wins it. You know, his twice, his twice now in the last two years, his team has shown they haven't believed in him. And he proved them wrong. Like last year in the playoffs, Leonard got the got the, the, lead, the lead role. And then the start of the season, Flurry was a backup. And basically, Flurry just gave a big middle finger that all his critics this season. And he played well. I, I give him credit. He had a great season. Okay. Devin, what about you? Uh, you you mentioned, Devin, you actually brought it up that, that Flurry might win it just because of his uh, him being the, the savvy veteran and, and they think, you know, Vasilevsky is going to get it more and more. What, what did you think about the Flurry getting it? I mean, it's what you expected, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like I said before, is I thought that, that Vasilevsky gets, uh, gets slighted because of the team he plays for and who plays in front of him. Um, but I. Uh, Flurry is well respected in the league, so all those general managers have watched him over the years. So he did. He did deserve it. He w- he wasn't just like a throw in there. I mean, he did deserve it. It's just as <laughs> most of us on this show are Lightning fans, so of course we're upset that when our player doesn't win an individual trophy. I think Joe said it best, though. I mean, he for two thirds of the season he was great. And then the last part of the season, he kind of slowed down or took time, whatever you, however you want to say it, you know, but okay. it's, yeah. uh, I think, I think Florida, Florida deserved it. I mean, his, his numbers don't lie. And just like the other guys, his numbers don't lie. So it's yeah. just, yeah. I like it. Nick, what, uh, what do you think about Flurry winning at all? I think it was well deserved. I think, uh, um, at the end of the year, he definitely turned on his magic powers and stopped the puck from going to the net. Um, <laughs> I think with 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 Vasilevsky, though, you know, I think um, his agent said it best. You know, he as much as he wanted to win the best, now he's more focused on another trophy, um, which is, happens to be the Stanley Cup. But uh, at the end of the day, I think I think Corey deserved winning the trophy. Uh, uh, I think Vassy had a, a great case for it, um, but you know, looking back on it, he definitely didn't have the numbers that he did when, when he won. Um, so, 
And okay. plus, I think Corey is not going to get another chance to win another one. So I think that factors into it a little bit as well. So me personally, I, I just want to throw this out there. I, I kind of hate that argument, though. I hate the argument of he's not going to win another one, so let's give it to him. That, that, that argument blows me away. Now, if, if Fleury earned it, he earned it. Don't get me wrong. That's great. You know, if he deserves it, that's fine. But but I I was – me personally, like I said, I'm, I'm an outsider. I'm not, you know, as good as you guys when it comes to analyzing this. But isn't it a little bit of a concern that a guy who won the Vezina Trophy was debated if he should start in the playoffs? Hmm. Yeah. That, that just shows his coach not believing in, in him, honestly. Yeah. I don't, think, I don't think the board believes in him as much as he probably should. I mean, I mean, he did kind of change that series against Montreal where he gave up the puck to force overtime and then lose it. But this is a regular season award, so I don't have much to say. Really. Yeah, and and in regards to the the four GMs that didn't vote for Vasi, that they they. It's probably four GMs that get tired of him making ridiculous saves against the, that their team every year. So you could probably go look back, and they're probably all from the same division, or they probably played that team. If if, if they were, you know, if we could see who voted for who, I I'll put money on it that Boston's one of those teams. That's just me, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, and the other award that we were a little bit off on and nobody picked, which shocked me a little bit, but um. You know, one of you picked the car, one of you picked Hedman. But ultimately, uh, the Norris Trophy went to the Rangers' Adam Fox. I mean, that was uh, that was thrown off a little bit. Nick, we'll start with you real quick. What uh, what do you think about Fox winning it? And do you, uh, do you think anything different after you've seen the statistics after last the first episode? No, I think it's rigged. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I definitely <laughs> think um, – I think MacArthur's – should have won, in my opinion. Uh, I think the injury probably played, played into the factor of the votes. But just watching the car play all year. Um, don't don't get me wrong, Fox played very well. Um, but I didn't think Hedy would be up there. Just, maybe, I didn't think he had, meant, had the best season. And then we thought Fox and McCarr had seasons that outproduced Hedman. Um, I, I think McCarr's season was a little bit better. But I didn't have a vote in it, so... Right, and then Devin, you picked Edmund to win it all. What did what did you think about Fox winning it? Well, I was I'm just biased. I you know so <laughs> I, I, if I don't pay if I didn't pick Edmund, I would be sleeping on the couch because that's my wife's favorite player. So um, let's we'll just start with that one. Um, now Fox, though, I mean uh, Joe brought it up to a to us. We have, obviously we have a little group chat, and when I started to look at his stats, it was well deserved, man. Now that plus minus is something, especially on a team that. Not very Didn't good. make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> for um, for a guy who has a plus minus like that, you think we'd actually would have made the playoffs? You know, <laughs> overall, I mean, he's he's averaging twenty five minutes a night on the ice. So he was out there a while, and he had a he had a, he had a positive plus minus. So I think it just shows how bad the team is to still continue to lose in that other thirty five minutes. But I mean, for the Rangers, <laughs> for the Rangers, this would be great. The dude's 22. <laughs> this is a great building block. They got pieces there. This is a great building block for him, though. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, Fox has got a Joe, feel. I know you said you, you believe. 
What did you say? I was just saying, yeah. Fox has got to feel like, you know, playing for the Rangers is just like playing for Jeff. You know you're just going to lose. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my goodness. I'll give that a, a, a golf clap. You said when we were uh, talking about this previously that Adam Fox definitely deserved it. Um, what did you see in his statistics? Was, was it just the plus minus, or was there anything else that contributed to it? Yeah, you know, like, I thought his plus minus played a role. I think the team he played for played a role because they really underperformed, but he was a real bright spot for that team. Now, that team really had a hard time finding their way um, this season. But Fox was a real bright spot. Now, in a regular in a regular normal uh, NHL season, that team makes the playoffs. That's one of the other teams that would have made it if it wasn't for this these different um, rules this year. Thanks, COVID. Yeah, thanks, COVID. <laughs> but no, I thought Adam Fox was great. I did watch a lot of their games, so I got to see him a lot. And he was really good. I I thought it was well-deserved. I actually think the voters got it right with him one, McCarr two, and Hedman three. I thought that was uh, actually the right votes there. Definitely better than uh, the Vezina voting. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a great, great uh, pick by them. Fox was fantastic all year. Very proud of him. But, <laughs> all right, so two more things we'll touch on real quick. Uh, the first one. Is we're not really getting much out of the Stanley Cup Finals. That's for sure. It's not as entertaining as uh, it's not the most entertaining one we've ever seen. So, uh, Devin, we'll start with you. What's the most entertaining Stanley Cup you've ever seen? Uh, you want my biased opinion, or you want just like my actual opinion? <laughs> Let's try the non-biased opinion. Okay. And then we'll work from there. <laughs> okay. I one that it's always in a lasting memory, and not <laughs> for the riots, because you know when it can. Canadian team wins or loses in the finals, they they riot. Uh, in case you didn't know that, that's kind of a common thing. As uh, Vancouver, Vancouver and Boston was one that, as much as I hate Boston with a passion, all sports, I don't care. I hate Boston. That's that's uh, that was the last thing series. That was probably the first year that I truly watched a finals that wasn't my team in it. <laughs> um, you know, so that was a. Uh, was what was series. great? What was great about it? It just it's just the fan atmosphere of it because I I never witnessed Boston fans like I never really like yeah the Lightning were in the playoffs that and then the conference finals that year but it was just just seeing the the crowd and stuff like that it just I was excited to watch the series so for me it's just the excitement factor it just I was super excited to watch just like I am now with the Lightning like I'm every day like man when it when it gets to that last hour before puck drop man. My blood starts boiling. I'm ready to go, and that's that's kind of what it was for that series. There, there wasn't anything that was like that's going to stand out, you know. Like, you know, some people may not like agree with it, but it was just a series that I I will remember forever. And obviously, the riots do play a small factor into it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, when you don't have a dog in the fight and your blood's still boiling to watch that game, you know it's going to be a good a good yeah. series. So. And that's definitely something you want you pine for, especially when it's not your team. That's a great feeling to have. So I agree with you there. Uh, Joe, we're going to save your answer for last because uh, I like your answer the most. Nick, what about, <laughs> what about you? What uh, What's your favorite Stanley Cup series of all time? Go bias, Nick. Go bias. <laughs> huh. Great answer. Great answer. Mm-hmm. 
It's tough. There's so many. Um, I mean, I just love <laughs> hockey. So I, I watched every playoff game, every playoff series since I was like... Um, so well, thank goodness the question wasn't one how many have you seen. It was what was your favorite. So, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with that '94 Rangers. Uh, stadium. I hear you. <laughs> uh, just winning the cup, making the promise. So, we'll you lie for it. it. Oh, that's <laughs> not fair. He's copying my replays of it. It's oh, so ridiculous. ESPN What's your one, you jerk? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I'm sorry, I got rudely interrupted by the host. Um, no, I think one of my favorites of all time, uh, uh, you know, has to be. I, I really enjoyed the Detroit series when they played Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh won the year following, and Detroit one year before. Uh, it was just some of the most phenomenal hockey that I've seen. Um, you know, and then I, I, me personally, I will always remember the Devils and Ducks Stanley Cup. Uh, Paul Career just hitting the floor and then coming back and scoring a goal really just made me fall in love with the sport. Um, so yeah, no, just those, those three. All right. I love it. Good job. All right, Joseph, what's your favorite Stanley Cup of all time? All right, well, before I get to mine, I just want to say I do love the Stanley Cup that uh, Nick just said. I also think it's crazy because that's the last time that was a con Smythe on a losing team. That's 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 see that cup run by J.S. Jaguar was just amazing. That's one of the best goalie performances in a playoffs I've ever seen. But now back to my the one I, the best one I've ever seen. And it's not just the fi- it's not just the Cup Finals, the the Eastern Conference Finals too. But oh, so good. Um, but I'm gonna go with the Rangers over the Vancouver Canucks in seven games in '94. Those games were unbelievable. The atmosphere was crazy in the Garden. It was crazy in Vancouver. I mean, you had the star power with Messier and Bure and Trevor Linden and and you got Richter and Leach. You had some great Leech. players. I mean, and Adam Graves. Yeah, I mean, that's every that's a lot of people's favorite player for the Rangers. But yep. you know, they had some. That was a tough series. It was great. It was back and forth. I mean, Game Seven was down to the wire. You know, Messier had the game winning goal. And, you know, for a team that was starved for a championship for 54 years, it's such a story. I mean, I'm originally from New York, and I used to hear the 1940 chants all the time. You know, I had no dog in the fight. I'm a Lightning fan. But, you know, I just watching those games, I mean, we saw the best of Bure. You had the big save on Richter and Bure. On Bure. I mean, this is such great moments. And, you know, like I was saying, the Eastern Conference Finals before that was great between the Devils and Rangers. Messier put his stamp on those playoffs. Yeah, Brian Leach won the, won the uh, Conn Smythe, you know, but it was just – that was just such a great series. It'll always stick out. Like seeing Messier um, win the cup and fulfilling his promise, and when he gets the cup, he's going nuts. He's crying. It's it's just unbe- it was just such an unbelievable moment as a hockey fan because Messier had to get out of Gretzky's shadow. Yeah, he won with Edmonton without Gretzky there, but then he did it on his own on a different team with the Rangers, where he fulfilled that promise multiple times. Like you know, he fulfilled multiple promises. I mean, when he got to the Rangers in his introductory press conference, his goal he said was to win a cup, and he fulfilled it. And that he guaranteed the game six victory in the Eastern Conference Finals 
and he had a hat trick to the boot. So Bessier in 94's playoff run is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. 100 percent i think it's i think it's a better guarantee than Namath personally but that's just me but <laughs> um that's you know i i agree with you messier was i think messier was just as valuable as leach was in that in that uh in that playoffs i i remember it too it was impressive that that devil series to me i kind of wish the devil series was was in the stanley cup final but either way interchangeable they were both great but um, the Devils and the Rangers hated each other. That was that was fantastic, and I definitely I agree uh, with you. They they hate each other. There's not they hated each other. They, <laughs> they still well, hate they, each other. They still hate, but yeah. The, but I mean, like the the hate they had for each other even back then. They just too, had was it. Just uh, was it this year that they had it where they were throwing down at the, like the last game of the season? Maybe no. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying it died off. But it, uh, <laughs> that was Washington. Yeah, that was that Washington. Was, that was, yeah, that was that was against Tom Wilson. Yeah, yeah. But real, but going back to that Devils Rangers series, that was the epitome of teams hating each other. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how much of you guys. Um, I mean, it would only be Jeff that would remember Game Six probably. But in that series, as the whistle was about to, to end the game, Bernie Nichols shoots from his side of the ice towards the Rangers, and it sparked a brawl. It was amazing. I do I'm sure you, that. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube, and we'll have to. Uh... You gotta see, man. It's Jeff, one of Jeff doesn't it's, remember that. It, it's one, it, it's up there with with some of the most egregious, unsportsmanlike things I've ever seen. Like he shot it at the team. Yeah, he shot it at the team. It was like it was. I mean, I don't think it was the final horn. I think it was a whistle, like a minute left or with like a second left. It, was, it wasn't. It wasn't the end. Yeah, it, it was. It was before it was like, the it was end. Like they five, got ejected. It was. A, it was under five seconds. I remember that, and it was one of the most egregious things. Like. Bringing up uh, another sport here, how Pat Beverly pushed Chris Paul in the back. It's up there with that kind of unsportsmanlike conduct. <laughs> that was pretty egregious the other night too. Yeah, I did see that, but yeah, that, that was uh, that was definitely a great series for sure. Um, yeah, great insight, guys. That's awesome. I, I nonetheless, Stan, I mean, hockey fans in general, like all the Stanley Cups are great. Don't well, at least a lot of them are great. But just seeing those, man, I, if you don't become a hockey fan after seeing any of those series you guys mentioned. Then you're not going to become a hockey fan. That's that's it. Like if they, if those don't get you going, I don't I don't know much else will. So uh, yeah, but great job on that. Uh, last thing we'll touch on real quick. Uh, Vasilevsky's been playing out of his mind in the playoffs. You know he saved them in game two. Personally, in my opinion, um, you know and he's been he's been having a great run with the Lightning so far. Uh, we've all agreed. All three of us have, or all four of us have agreed that you know the top three goalies in our era: Brodeur, uh, Hashik, and Wah. Uh, we'll start with you, Nick. Do you think Vasilevsky gets up into that conversation, that, or, or maybe already is, um, or at least gets to that conversation where he's in that top three to top four category? Oh, easily. 100% easily. I mean, you take a look at just his statistics, and like you said, numbers don't lie. So at the end of the day, you definitely know that Vasilevsky is going to be a person that people will talk about for years to come. Uh, you look at his regular season you look at his and he definitely compares with those top three and you know if he keeps the way his play up the way he does uh, you definitely could say he might finish as one of the best goaltender as the best goaltender of all time how, how much longer do you think he has to go to get to that title though well you know they won't ever say that until the end of the career so i, I think whenever he decides to hang it up but you know if you you keep the pace he's at and when he keeps winning cups you go 
book in maybe another three, four, four, five years. Okay. All right. Devin, what about you? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, of course, I think he's going to be the greatest of all time. Uh, but he's done stuff that other goalies haven't done. You know, and granted, you can say that's a team around him. But in the playoffs, I mean, I think this is the last four series clinching games. He shut out the opponent. No other goalie's done that. Maybe it's five now. I don't know. Yeah, but I have to look it up. I think this will be five tomorrow night or on Monday. I mean, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> you like that one, right? Uh, <laughs> I think you might just say what? But all right. But I think when it's all said and done, eighty-eight will be be hanging up in the Raptors at Amelie Arena, and he's. I'll consider him the greatest of all time. But I mean, it's 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 always up to what everyone you know. What everyone thinks. I mean, you know, Joe could say he's not. He could say I think it's whatever, Brodor or Halak or whatever. And I could say, I don't know. He's just he's phenomenal. I watched him steal games, and it's not, not just his playoffs. I just he just he's phenomenal. Sorry, man. Sorry, my love for Basti <laughs> Fest. I'm sorry. No, you're good, man. He's, he's, he's easy to love. Don't get me wrong. He's, it's not. It's not like it's not a conversation for outside of Lightning fans I, too. Like, I do. This I, is a real conversation. I do want to say one thing. If you ever watch Bassey talk in a uh, press conference, it's it's very amusing to watch because <laughs> uh, he's he speaks very broken English. He he speaks it decent, like you can understand it, but he's just like. Uh, uh yeah, I don't really want to be here, but uh yeah, uh, they played really good in front of me. Like you could tell, he just he doesn't want to be there, but he's just okay. I I get it. I'm really good. You guys want to talk to me? He's like the silent assassin. He's not outspoken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got you. Uh, Joe, what about very well, Joe? What, yeah. He is humble. I agree with that. Joe, what, are you going to complete the sweep? Is he going to be one of the top three of all time? Yeah, I mean. He definitely has the skills to make it. He's starting a fantastic resume to make it there. He's not there yet, but I could definitely see it. Now, part of that is the team in front of him. Now, if they're, if they're going to keep a team like this in front of him, there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to be that guy. But, you know, who knows how the cap's going to be in the next couple of years. There's going to be some overhaul on this team. they got to get under the cap, and that could sacrifice some defense for this team. And we might go back to the days where we had no defense. I'm hoping we don't get there, but, you know, who knows? But Vasilevsky, he's on a pace to probably be a top three of all time, if not number one, honestly. Look at the skills. And he's still relatively young. He's got a good, what I'd say, like 13 more years left. He can do a <laughs> lot of stuff in those 13 years, man. I'm sorry, man. That's just crazy. Just just hearing it is crazy. Yeah. 26. Makes me feel like a failure here at 25. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's insane to think that he's only 26 years old and he's already getting. Like I said, he's not he's not in the discussion yet that I think anyway, and I don't think you guys think that either. But he's definitely on his way, and he's got he's on the right path. If he can keep this up, even even until his early to mid 30s, like he, he's definitely gonna gonna be creeping up there because it's a, it's impressive. It's definitely impressive of a run that he's got going. So. Because that's the thing uh, with the three guys we talk about now is longevity. If he can have this the kind of longevity those guys did, the sky's the limit for this dude, man. Yeah, and with with medical technology the way it is nowadays, why not, right? Like, everybody's making it into their 40s in, in certain sports, so why not? I mean, you, you can definitely – Hasek played 
Hasha played till what, like 45, didn't he? He played late. Yeah. Played a long time, man. Yeah, Hasha was doing it for a long time. So I think possible. a great part of his career, though, is when from he learned from Ben Bishop and was how to play the puck behind the net, which uh, that was I'll that's let, key. I'll let you all answer whatever you guys want. I won't pick out on this one, but is anybody is anybody even more impressed? Do you guys think he's even hit his prime yet? I think we're starting to see his prime. We're starting to see it now. Yeah, I think next year he'll be full prime. But uh, I think Man, that's just so scary. I think for the I think for the, I I don't think he'll ever break all time like single season records. But yeah, he's he's just now coming into his prime, which is scary. You know. All right. You think yeah. the guy's made made saves behind his back and just like, <laughs> which are ridiculous. It's just he's unbelievable back there, man. But like I said, if you can get the longevity though, sky's the limit for this dude. Because like, because like Jeff said, Hashik played, you know, until he was forty six years old, man. Yeah, yeah, he was that's out there. He, that's, another, that's another twenty years for Vassy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, basically, that's like that's well, like eight he's more Stanley Cups. Not gonna have, he's obviously not going to have the same talent that he has now than he will at forty-five. But, but hey. yeah, I mean, he could still be just as talented at thirty-nine. I mean, that's still a possibility. This is Steve Vasilevsky was Steve Eisman's last last gift to uh, Jeffrey Vinnick just yeah before he left. <laughs> like, not so. a bad consolation prize, though. Yeah, I'll say that. <laughs> Oh, all right, yeah, great episode, guys. This was fantastic. I didn't want to end it. I, I had to keep thinking of more and more stuff because you guys are giving a great an- analysis so far. Um, all right, well, we got Monday Monday night, 8 p.m., maybe the finisher, finishing touch. A lot of you guys think that. Vassy might throw another shutout in there. Um, so we got a big night then. We'll do the are podcast we, again next week. What's up? Are we are we doing Con Smythe prediction, like who we think is going to win the Con Smythe? Like yeah, our, we, we, I mean, I we didn't do it in our, go. we didn't do it in our prediction. So <laughs> we, we, I mean, we did it in our, on our unassisted sports.com articles, which you should go to read on assisted sports.com. <laughs> um, but if you yeah, can't read, what, this is the perfect place to listen to it. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, speaking of can't read, Nick, what's your first prediction? Uh, thank you, Jeffrey. I love, I love, just I love, you guys are towards each other. I'm just kidding. No, he's good. No, Jeff's just is just so friendly to, to oh people like me who can't read. Who, who, who's who's the con Smythe winner, Nicholas? If if you don't pick Nikita Kucherov, I think you're blind. Um, I think Nikita yes! Kucherov is playing a whole other level. Um, you know, you look at him and you look at his stats; they they are mind blowing. They literally, truly are mind blowing on how well he is performing. And this is all with even missing a game. He, he missed basically the whole game. He missed a game and still have the numbers where he's at and lead the league in points and the playoffs is, is just mind-boggling. I picked Kucherov in the article. Yes. Good job. Thank you, Nicholas. Uh, Nick has been discredited <laughs> just like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Joe, who do you have uh, winning the Cubs fight? Who'd you say, um, me? You can go lead, you can go lead the way, but I'm going, Vas- I'm going Vasilevsky, man. My man. I mean, just look at it, man. He's he's basically automatic when you when when they win. Like when they win, he's automatic in the clinching games. I have no doubt that he's probably going to get another shout out to clip to clinch the Stanley Cup, man. Like he's just on some incredible run. If he can keep keep 
going how he's going and keep his goals against average, I don't see how he's going to win it. I mean, if yeah. Kucherov wins it, it would, you know, that's just as good because he's doing things we haven't seen either in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And, you know, he battled. He played, he's been, I'm sure he's playing with some kind of injury right now after that cheap shot he took against the Islanders. I mean, he had three points last night. But I still just think Vasilevsky is just on his own planet right now. And I think just he's got – he's it's, – it's his time, I think. I just think it's his time. Yeah, I agree. All right, Devin, what do you think? Uh, so before the series, I said Vasilevsky. Um, I still think that is what it is. Uh, but Kucherov wins it, but I think it's Vassy. Um, Vasilevsky, I'm sorry. It's Vassy for short for the Tampa fans. <laughs> um, uh, just it's Vassy. I think I think just he's on just another level this postseason. And, and if he if he doesn't show up in every series, they're not here, obviously. So, and that's what the consummate is. It's not just one series; it's the entire playoffs. So, that's true. Eh. That's and true. That, that's why I'm winning that too. As much as I want Kucherov to win, because Kucherov is my favorite player, I think it's Vasilevsky. Either way, I, either way, the Lightning are um, are pretty impressive with all those two. And Point was even at one point talked about as possibly getting in as well. So, I mean. That, that's impressive, man. What a great job by the Lightning and the organization to put this team together. Well, well, Point would be up there, but you have to see his like his line mate, which is Kucherov, who just sets up everything. I mean, without Kucherov, yeah. that team doesn't get set up half as much. The power play yeah. runs through Kucherov. Um, if you look at the regular season power play compared to the postseason power play, Kucherov makes that power play. I mean, it, all, it literally runs through Nikita Kucherov. Great point. Great point. All right, guys. Well, great insight tonight. You guys did a great job. I really appreciate all the analysis. We definitely look forward to uh, doing the podcast again next week. Hopefully we get everybody on. Uh, really excited to see the end of the Stanley Cup Finals. We'll go into a few more topics next week. Again, visit unassistedsports.com. we got a lot of things brewing over there as well. But, uh, guys, appreciate everything. I definitely look forward to seeing you next week. Peace out. See you. Adios.